Welcome to the Lost Cause Podcast. I am joined by everyone's favorite band, the Four Squeebsons, uh, Harris. Halcyon <laughs> State Rays. I'm sure they're right behind me. Uh, Lexus. Well, welcome back. Can't wait for uh, us to show you our musical expertise at some point. And Jade. Well, clearly as Halcyon's backup singer, I'm always right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Kale. It's Squeeb, the lead singer of the band. <laughs> and with our party gathered, I believe we have a review or email of some kind. We've got an email. If you want to send us an email for us to chat about, you can. Lostcausepod at gmail.com, or you can just get involved in any way you want. We're on all the socials. Uh, you can write us a review on itunes or we've got a q a on all of our spotify things now if you click through uh it just says what do you think of the episode but you can write whatever you want and we'll talk about it because it's fun we have an email a repeat email from our good friend scott he has come back to us scott last time sent us a very important email with no context attached to it of just a potato which is using the email like we want it to be used. But he has said in this email, <laughs> I thank you for the feedback on today's episode. So that was a few weeks ago now. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to try implement the suggestion. The suggestion being, we don't want to see just a potato. We want to see a potato <laughs> on adventures. I think that that was Jade's idea. I can't quite remember. But he has sent us this picture, which I'm just going to send to the group now, of a... Um, Potato riding on the back of a bright yellow <laughs> rubber duck. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Scott, I'm going to email you back a potato riding on my Batman rubber duck. I feel you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Boy, you really got to soak it in. You know, you really got to just take the art in on this one. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. This potato is on an adventure and I freaking love it. That duck looks so happy as well. I was just about to say that. The duck looks thrilled to be this potato's ride. I've got two uh, questions and queries about this. Um, I think it's great. Thank you, Scott, for sending uh, the email and using our email exactly like we want our audience to use the email. I really appreciate that. I mean, this is, this is certainly a step up from the previous one, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think um, it's a perfect use of our email, and I'm very grateful you sent it. The two questions that I've got, firstly... Is that the same potato? Because it looks a shade of green that would make me believe <laughs> that it is the same potato. And that I really would be some real is. commitment that I, knowing Scott, would absolutely do. The, um, the second thing that I am curious about is it's a rubber duck, but it is on a bench top. Did you try float this duck in the water with a potato on the back? If not, <laughs> can you? <laughs> Wait, I... This is a high quality image, and I can tell that the duck is wet, yeah. so I almost guarantee that was attempted. I need context. The potato needs a name. The duck needs a name. You know, beginning, middle, and end. What's the goal? The hero's journey. We need to know all this sort of stuff from you, Scott. So I look forward to it. Don't give us that. too much, because sometimes when your brain fills in the blanks, it's, it, you know, it, it adds another layer to that. So, like, just, just enough info to keep us on the hook. Yeah, show, I don't guess. tell, Scott. Yeah. Use good writing techniques. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely remember to post this duck photo on all of the social medias when this episode no, comes out. No, <laughs> you you I heard it remember. here first. Don't folk. worry, guys. If these aren't posted when the episode comes out, at everyone except me, because I'm the DM. 
<laughs> All right. I guess we should give out our reviews for this. Well, sorry, duck and potato. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this uh about seven whole potatoes, I think. Uh I, I think there's room for improvement. Ooh, seven for the price of one. Yeah, there's room for improvement and I'm 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 excited to see how many potatoes this this story gets as it progresses. I'm gonna give this ten festive rubber ducks. I I absolutely love it. You took the feedback, which <laughs> Honestly, I thought the first one was perfect. It was great. But you, you took some amazing feedback and you've done a great story with it. I love the rubber duck. I'm very excited. I can't remember when I gave the first potato. Um, so if this isn't a higher score than the last one, it, it is. Shut up. It's not how that works. <laughs> uh, it's I think you know it's gone up by a solid two points, I reckon, adding the rubber duck. But, you know, yeah, like they said, not not a whole lot of story. It's just a rubber duck. What was that rubber duck doing before this? In a past life. I um, wholeheartedly agree with Jade on the concept of we don't make mistakes, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do. I like being, having animosity to our audience. They're so kind to us. Okay, but oh, I can't even put a measure on it. I'm just so happy that you're using the email as well as you are. Um, like I like I said, man. Maybe like well, like Josh alluded to, you know, um, show don't tell. Good writing is rewriting. Maybe you know, just take a night class or something. Just like just start, just you know, put the work in. Um, well, uh, you framed the photo quite strange, but maybe there's a reason a for that. <laughs> My review: I give this photo a take a night class. My reviews are going to be advice now. Well, we've evolved past numbers. Don't quit review. your day job. Okay, take cool. a night class. I'm glad I stopped eating right before I saw this image or I would have choked on my food. Um, <laughs> I would have died and then I would have given this a bad review. Um, but Death, I didn't die. The worst review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, regardless of our review metrics, death is the lowest. Um, I think on my Richter scale of earthquakes, death's pretty high. <laughs> um, just to finish, us, f- finish off the segment, I'm going to give this two thumbs up. Also, knowing you personally, I know you can do better. So you've got two thumbs up. That is a 50% score increase from me from last time. Um, but will you get the coveted three thumbs up? I guess we'll have to find out next. I have a question. Is there a four thumbs up or is like three just like Gosh, I, I'd love to tell you, but we simply don't have the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for your review, uh, Scott. And it really made me chuckle and I'm very excited for you to take that night class and get back to us um, so I think it's time for the recap in the last episode we discovered a prudence just chilling, hiding out uh, we got some insightful information about a new revolution, another one can we really afford it in this economy really, but um <laughs> uh we Tria left because she decided she didn't want to risk uh very important other deeds that she needs to get done, but Crixia really gathered that information. Uh when we finally headed back to the surface, there's a long conversation between Squeeb and Halcyon and Tria, a lot of arguments, uh a dagger that maybe produces a lot of other daggers. Um, and then Halcyon had a tantrum and we've gone our separate ways because everyone knows splitting the party is the best way to play D&D. 
So that leaves us to Halcyon going back to his house. Tria and Crixia wandering to the Platinum Archives and Squeeb going home again <laughs> to his own home. Let's see, who should we follow first? Um, let's do Halcyon, because I think it will be quick and sweet. Halcyon, you are heading back home? Is that right? Yes, I am wandering home, and I know that all of those iron tears are right behind me. There is a a peaceful moment, Halcyon, as you're making your way home, where it is just the sounds of the city you love. It seems that in reverence, the iron tears are silent. They are finally giving you the peace and quiet you need to think to really come up with a strategy, a solution to this complicated situation you're in. It seems as if they're finally getting it. They understand that you are their leader, you have been given this pin, and it represents something, and finally they understand your importance. Um, and because of that sensation, you don't notice they've all walked off until you make it home. <laughs> ah, fools. Couldn't even keep up with a short, short little goblin man. Oh well, maybe they'll arrive eventually, hopefully. But uh, I just start muttering to myself, and actually, I'm quite pleased to have a bit of yeah silence and reflection um, as I will go inside uh, and lock the door behind me. I then would like to drag my bed up against the door. Uh, which is a real laborious task for someone as small as me. Uh, and then I'm gonna... Yeah, because you have a full-sized bed, right? It's not like... Do I? He's got a crib, because mm. he's a baby. Pretty funny if it's... <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm a fitful sleeper, so I don't fall out in the night. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, let's say it's a full-sized bed. I will, yeah, I'll drag it over um, and put press it up in front of the door I will go to the one small window that has a curtain I'll draw it and then I'll go over to the uh, yeah the floorboard that Squeeb had pressed down the one kind of undone floorboard and I will um, wrench it open uh, with I don't know a small knife that I have <laughs> absolutely um, using his whole body weight even though he's a small Bodian uh he managed to push this board very firmly back into place. So I'm going to need an athletics check for you to loosen this board. Uh, right. I'm going to love if you've just forever lost access to this until you ask Me? one of us for help. It's <laughs> amazing. Please pray really? this. Oh, man, it's really in there. Man, he's, he's a lot stronger than he looks. That's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that thing's not budging in the slightest. Uh, hmm. Hardly ideal. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can do much about this. Um, <laughs> I will, yeah, I guess hit it again. Is there any, like, can I, like, look through the cracks in my floorboard? Yeah, you can, you can see the object underneath. 
were uh, stored safely. Perhaps, unfortunately, too safely right now. <laughs> and I try it again. And I start, Halcyon starts to kind of like panic a little bit, not being able to get to it. Um, and I want to just like look around my house see nothing it's just a bare box there's no tool or implement around here that could help me get in there no magic that i have to do it um and in that moment of panic i want to look at this goblin oath blade um and i want to spend 10 minutes ritual casting identify on it one more time to see if i think attuning to this thing might give me the strength to open the floorboard you begin casting Identify, Halcyon. Uh, in the way that you do, I imagine that your Identify looks very different, whereas Squeeb is, like, traveling through time to this item being used. Yours is almost, like, a little, like, printout. Like a... Comes out. Yeah, it's like extra pages being printed in the back of my book. Like, I, like, ritual cast it from the back, and then what is the ritual cast? Just, yeah, <laughs> I love the idea of, like, a printer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> printing extra pages into the back of my little, uh, yeah, of my little notebook. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll read whatever the findings are. <clears throat> it says, <clears throat> To whom it may concern, the object that you are now holding is a goblin oath blade. A weapon that can only be attuned by a small creature. That creature then, over time, as the blade grows and affixes itself to their arm, becomes more and more powerful. Given the dedication one is required to wield such a weapon, few do. However, a weapon such as this is often considered one of the most powerful weapons short of being a godly artifact. Halcyon reads the clip out and like like holding it because it's, it's it's a loose piece of metal holding it eh yeah can I just try like without like attuning to it just like <laughs> just whip the plank uh y you do so yeah. <laughs> it leaves a a surprisingly <laughs> deep scar in the wood but judging from the damage, you'd have to do this for a while to get through the piece of wood. It could be done, but it would take a significant amount of time. And I assume make uh, quite a bit of noise. Surprisingly, not that much noise. So I get the sense that it's more powerful if you do attune to it. Yeah, it's more powerful if you attune to it, and the longer you're attuned to it, the more powerful it becomes. Till At max level, it is like not like rivaling an artifact from the gods but it's just under that Halcyon whips it sees the damage that it did the silence of it goes back to the book looks at it and reads the line rivaling a god's artifact two or three times over and lets his old miserly goblin claws around its hilt and starts just like wrapping it around his arm and it's gonna go sit on his bed lean <sighs> against the back of the door and focus on this whip as he attunes himself Son to it. As you begin the process of attuning to this weapon, there is, at first, it's like, it's almost like a large creature is moving past your house. It's this very steady, like, thrum. Um, but it's not coming from the walls around you. It's coming from you, Halcyon. 
and this rhythmic beat starts to echo in the weapon. And you notice that the weapon is almost thrumming in tune with your heartbeat as you feel the first little bit of movement as the weapon itself just finishes off tying like a little knot around your arm. I focus on it. I just try to like slow my breathing and I'll say prayers to uh, the Dragon Queen and her undying grace uh, as I get ready for what I assume is going to be far more painful than having my head smashed against a wall or having bear claws sunk into my leg um, as this metal tightens and constricts around my arm. And as this process begins we fade away and we find ourselves with the little bodian boy who's hidden home <clears throat> squeeb you make your way back foresight is still feeling a little under the weather um but he definitely looks like he's a he's a much nicer shade of, of green he's definitely the color he's supposed to be now um he's standing up uh he's not attached to your your little wagon your little home um that is full of your your trinkets and curiosities that you peddle um, and he gives you a big lick as you arrive oh you're such a good boy foresight you're such a good boy scratch his chin <clears throat> um don't you worry i'm gonna get that asshole of a person back we will we will get our payback don't you worry in fact that's what i'm gonna do now right after i get you a little treat uh, and yeah, I'll I'll go into my um, into my little caravan and uh, go into my drawers and and pull out some like some just some lizard treats that I have for him. Um, probably just some like crisped up flies or something. Yeah, they are for <laughs> sure like like dried out big insects. Yeah, um, insects in the Puaha Desert grow a lot bigger than they're supposed <laughs> to be. So these are like. You've got some like fist-sized flies. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll. I only like these are treaty treats, so I only feed him one sort of every now and again, um, and I'll give him a treat and give him a good pat on his head, and then I'll be like, "I'll be right back. You, you have fun. You try not to explore too much. I don't want you getting, you know, captured or something. Um, but yes, just stay around this area, and I will be back. Enjoy yourself, my friend." Uh, and I, I am going to go to where I, uh, remember, um, oh, what's his name? Zalty. Zalty, yeah, where I remember Zalty, uh, usually patrols. And I'm gonna try again, being, being maybe more stealthy this time. <laughs> you make your way, uh, um, passing from, uh, Foresight... Uh, and his chorus of crunches and squelches from the giant flies that he has eaten, and hit off back to, I believe, Scintilla Lane, painted in a way to invoke lightning, the blue head of the Dragon Queen, specifically her lightning. And without too much struggle, um, you start navigating these streets. Roll me a survival check. To try and locate him. Yeah. Okay, coming right up, boss. 
Oh, nat 20, baby, for a 22. Let's go. Nice. Yeah, little dragon. Nat 20, that's huge. Uh, you're able to locate him relatively quickly. He is, <clears throat> more, more specifically than anything else, there are plenty of footsteps, you know, plenty, plenty of footprints left in the sand in this section of the city. But you hear that unforgettable voice, that voice that makes you angry every time you hear it. So you are able to narrow down where he is. And not only that, but he has no idea you are there. Am you I... managed to blend in with a crowd of much taller creatures and are able to follow him at a safe distance. Within 30 feet? Specific, <laughs> but yes, I'd say so. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to start casting Exhilaration. What? Interesting. What okay. the hell? As you read sort of the first word, you sort of as quietly as you can, you start reading the first word of acceleration. Uh, I believe the full spell is synodic acceleration, right? That's the oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, synodic acceleration. Sorry, I, I yeah. literally wizards have to give their part. their spells fancy names, and this is not a spell that you've made. This is a spell that was made by the person who wielded this book before you. Good old Squinton. As you read the first word, there is a small little pop-up, a little, like, almost holographic image of another Bodian appears. Uh, before you cast the spell, you should probably make sure you really, really don't like the person you're going to cast this on. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's like, it's like the magical version of the paper. <laughs> yeah, Clippy. It seems you're trying to hey, curse someone. it looks someone. like you're trying to seriously fuck someone over. Make sure that you, <laughs> make sure you hate yeah. them. Um, I mean, basically, yeah. And you can only <laughs> assume that this is like a little hologram, a little arcane projection of the previous owner of the book. You look different to what I thought you would. Um, but yes, I am certain. Absolutely certain. Oh, well, then read away. And it... <laughs> Oh, wait, I wanted to ask you more questions. Um, and then, yeah, as it goes, uh, I will, yeah, carry on reading this um, this spell. You finish the spell, and everything stops. Squeeb. The crowd that you're walking with stop moving. Your target, Zulti, the little kobold, stops moving. It is silent. The entire city has frozen and stopped still. Am I still moving? You check. You can still move. I'm going to... Oh, I want to kick him in the nuts so bad. <laughs> 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 but I don't want to, like, stop the spell from working. Um, but I also don't know really what the spell does, so... Um, it is eerily quiet. Even this, the the sound of winds passing through the city have been silenced. The only sounds you can hear are the ones that you make. Jesus. Oh boy. Uh, Squinton, can you hear me? You there? No. Nothing. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. 
can I like quickly scan through to see if there's like a time period that I have to wait for the f- spell to become effective or um, you from your reading it doesn't say how long the spell takes to take effect you just know that at if you cast it at first level it lasts for 30 days this is gonna last for 30 days what the spell at first level will last for 30 days holy so Screech <laughs> just like wait just to clarify Screech stopped time. time for a month that's <laughs> 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 good right now <laughs> Squeeb is walking around with a book that lets first level <laughs> spell just stop time for a month. Wow. Just, just the next four episodes of the podcast are just elevated music. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk around uh, and I'm just gonna take a trip around the city um, until as you after you take maybe like two or three steps and as you move from where you've moved. Effectively, the the point the book was resting to where you have moved it to a few steps away, there is like a a an odd like haze in the air, a very a, a like it's less something you can see and more like this this veil that as you look through it takes away all the color from the objects you see through it. They are. Viewed through this almost this odd window in the air, they are completely monochrome. They are black and white. And this has happened to like as you move the book back away from where it was. Can I put the book back to where it was? Does anything change you, back? You you can, but your fingers would brush against this odd coloring. Oh, like this no. odd like black and white. No, Josh. <laughs> You did not tell me that this is how this worked. You don't know how the spell works. I just told you to, that it's meant to be used on enemies. You've never used the spell before. Uh, can oh, I no. um, surround Zulti with this veil? You can. You walk out of the group that you're in um, and make your way over to Zulti and just start moving the book around him and as you do you surround him in this colorless veil oh okay what have you done okay 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 what do I do now <laughs> you I just chill it. for 30 yeah, days I- I love it so much in D&D when the Venn diagram of the character and the player is like <laughs> <laughs> watching Kale right now. Um, alright. Uh, <laughs> Every honestly, time you say something like that, it's right. so funny. Because it's like you've got, okay, cool, I know what to do. And then you just sit there going, <laughs> okay. Uh, can I do some sort of investigation to figure out what the fuck is going on right now? You can you can roll me an arcana check, would, my guy. I would absolutely love to. Please, please be something decent. Come on, roll low, please. And yes, again, every you have surrounded Zolti in this veil, but everywhere the book has moved fuck is also left behind a cloud of veil. Uh, that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea what's going on. A first level spell shouldn't be able to stop time like this. Not at all. This is 
this isn't just like the magic of an archmage. This is like, like beyond that. This is an in, in like an unimaginable amount of magical power that you have un- unleashed. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm so weighing over my head right now. Um, I should have kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> now, he's, now he's covered in veil, and I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Um, after a, 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 I'd say you've been in this like frozen time state for maybe a couple of minutes. A little, the little helper, the little um, squinting illusion pops out of the book. It seems you've been here for a while. Would you like some assistance? Oh yes, please. I really need some assistance right now. What spell were you trying to cast? Uh. I believe, I believe it was called, uh, Synodic Acceleration. To end the spell, simply put both of your hands on the target. (laughs) 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 But what if I have, um, you know, this blurry stuff that's sort of around... What if I have covered his entire body? I'm afraid I do not have a phrase saved for blurry stuff. Can you be more specific? Uh, There's something in this book that... um, Something about Veil? Ah, Veil, yes. Well, it is to be avoided at all costs. (laughs) So... (laughs) So what do I do if I have covered him in veil? <laughs> if an ally of yours has been covered in veil, remove them as quickly as possible. What about the target of the spell? To finish casting the spell, place both your hands on the target. <laughs> If I touch the target and I have to touch the target through the veil, will I be affected? Can I... What will happen? Veil poisoning takes a long period of time. Well, this is risky. Uh, And I will, like, just as quick as I can, like, from where I remember being behind him um just quickly like touch him and then run away (laughs) (laughs) as you put both your hands out to touch him as soon as you do just like that instantly the world comes back you hear it's almost deafening as the cacophony of sounds hit you all at once um zolti stumbles what what the and he turns to see you running away the (laughs) veil is still there. Oh, oh, as you run, now your book no longer creates it, but this cloud stays in place and will likely be here forever. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what have you done, man? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sprinting. I'm <laughs> running so fucking fast. <laughs> And I'm going to Halcyon's house. I love that this is the second interaction with this guy. I'm going straight to Halcyon's house. 
<laughs> you flee so fast, you don't even get to see what synodic acceleration actually did. Uh, you are gone. You've certainly taken Zolti by surprise, so he doesn't have a chance to do anything as you flee to safety. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> did the one thing that the book tells me not to do... Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so you sprint to Halcyon South? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you do that, we will pan over to Crixia and Tria. What are you guys up to? <laughs> I think we were on our way to the part of archives. Yeah. Well, like, I guess theoretically, Crixia doesn't know where they go, and she's just following Tria. But... Look, if Halcyon wants to act like a child, then he can go do that in his own time. I think that we should just try and complete this quest in whatever way possible, so that we can move on. I do agree, and I see no issues with this. Are we both happy with telling her that we are inconclusive? Um, we've done our investigations. We know that, almost know that none of them could have been in her office. Clearly the other lead we were following, we know that that has led nowhere, theoretically. But... What else can we do? I don't want to frame somebody. Well, we do have the second choice, but I do not believe that uh, the wisest cause of action to make those accusations, especially with just the two of us. So I am more than happy to tell her that uh, none of the employees seem to be at fault and the one person that may have been is, uh, is dead. Is it wise to mention that death at all? Well, I do not know if she's aware that somebody was uh, around that shouldn't have been. But we can take the risk of not mentioning her. She does clearly think we are incompetent, so she may believe that we just did not find out. We can just All we can do is start the conversation, really. Yeah, so we'll finish making our way to the uh, archives. You step your way in from outside. You can see, of course, sitting at the desk is Corsica. And Gurjik, who still hasn't left. Um, they've taken a seat. <laughs> They're tired from all the pacing they were doing, but they haven't left yet. They're just <laughs> kind of like sitting outside of Teldris' office. Um... Crixia will approach the front desk. Hello again. Uh, oh, without the gold tier this time. Yes, unfortunately he had uh, more pressing matters to attend, as you know, a gold tier does, but he sends his love. He does? <laughs> yeah. He was very upset that he couldn't make it himself. Interesting. 
Very interesting. Is a <laughs> is a big tea possibly around for us to have a meeting? She most certainly is, but I would avoid calling her that if I were you. Oh, of course. I would never say it to her face. Uh, just behind me, you can ignore the the white dragonborn who's sort of sitting by the office. <laughs> can Drea walk up to Gurdjick and just, like, ask him if he's okay? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's sitting there, he's, like, twiddling, literally twiddling his thumbs as he's sitting on the seat. Are you alright? Oh, 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 for a minute I thought you were, you were Teldris. Yes, she she has promised an audience with me, but uh, I, I am not sure what time it is, so I figured it best that I sit here and I patiently wait. Well, I hope it's soon. And Trail will, like, do a tentative knock on the door of Teldris's office. Uh, the door whoosh, swings open. Teldris looks up from her desk and motions you in. Corixia walks in. It's a pleasure to see you again, Teldris. Oh, is it just? Well, certainly more of a pleasure for you to see me than for me to see you. What do you have? Unfortunately, uh, we interviewed the three workers that you gave us the name of, and... Halcyon Agulies, obviously, the smarter of us all, being Coppertier. Intelligence being relative, he is basically... Sorry, did you say Coppertier? That man carries himself like a gold tier. He is very eager to uh, make the next step, you see. But Aren't we all? We do not, be- <clears throat> we do not believe that uh, any of your workers had the opportunity the means or half the intelligence to get into your office and still the in Careful, as you believe. Desert Wanderer. It would not do well to insult my staff. Especially considering they are all of much higher tier than you are. Well, of course, but uh, I think we all know that not all jobs necessarily need the intelligence of someone like yourself. But to break into your office, I believe that they do not have the intelligence of a platinum citizen like yourself. Interesting. It seems those of lower tiers aren't all as uneducated as I believed. Well, so you are here to admit defeat? Yes? We have exhausted all of the possibilities of that we could be- think of, yes. Well, then you can tell Vadir that I will certainly be talking to the rest of the Pentorum at our next meeting and discussing of how a fossil like him is really of no use to anyone in the city. No one, not a single person, has use of a dinosaur like him. If there's nothing else. If you would grant us... I mean, we weren't really given a time I grant you much by allowing you to be within this room. But yes. We understand that. 
We weren't really given a time frame. We thought it was prompt to deliver you this answer sooner rather than later. But if all of our options were the three that we interrogated and we are more than confident that it was none of those three, if you wanted to grant us an extension on the time frame we weren't actually given, I'm sure we can more than likely find an answer. I don't know if it would be an answer you're pleased about. So you are not here to admit defeat. You are here to waste my time. We are here to tell you that the leads we were given by you have followed up with nothing on our end, and... I'm not surprised. We just did not want to keep you waiting if uh, we were not going to be able to spend more time on this. We understand your time is very precious and that you may have wanted an answer sooner rather than later. I don't know if you do. If you are happy. My time, and she stands up from her desk, my time is worth perhaps a hundredfold what your time is worth. So every second you stand in my office telling me you have no answers is a hundred wasted from my life. Now, I don't know how long humans live, but Dragonborn only live for 80 years, give or take. And I would like to make the most of those 80 years. So, either tell me you are done searching, or leave and come back when you have something to tell me. Well, if you are happy not giving us a time frame, would you be answer happy to answer what uh, day this incident occurred it did make our questions a little bit difficult not knowing I'm not here to do your job for you if you aren't here to say you're done then leave the door is behind you very well and Crixie will walk out Oh, before you leave, uh, Iron Tear, the the one with the odd ears, is Gurdjick still outside? Yes, he is still outside. (laughs) Good. You may leave. Yeah, Tria heads out and starts beelining for Verdir's tower. Alrighty. Crixia, I assume you go too? Oh, yeah. Alright. You guys head off towards... Oh. Unless... Actually, before we leave, can Crixia just pop over to Gertrich? Gertrich? Gertrich is the the white dragonborn. Gertrich, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Um, Um, Hello. My deepest apologies for uh, bothering you before you have your oh, audience. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's fine. I, if anything, I am a little jealous that you have... Uh, your audience was so expedient with Teldris. Um, what can I help you with? Do not worry, she was not pleased. I just had a, a bit of a question. You said you were waiting for an audience with her. Yes, yes, uh... I very politely request I handed in the forms and folders and I requested an audience uh, I was in all honesty between you and me and uh, my employee uh, Halcyon uh, great, great at what he does people skills, well but very, very good um, 
I was hoping that I could get involved with whatever is happening. It would be an honor for me to to find a way to help uh, a member of the Pentorum. Um, So my my meeting will be me asking if there's anything that they need, if there's anything I can do to help things run smoother. I see. Uh, Well, after your audience, if you do get granted permission to help, would you be able to contact us with any further information that you get? We may be able to put our heads together. Well, uh, of course. As long as you understand that, you know, uh, were I to share something with you, I should take ample credit um, with the Pentorum. But certainly, uh, as they say, five heads are better than one. Of course, I would never take credit away from you. Do not worry, you can keep that to yourself. But uh, I appreciate your help. Thank you. And yours as well. You know, it's sometimes being a being an iron tear, you know, having a different perspective means it's easier for you to see things that uh, us higher-ups do not see. Oh, well, I'm glad that you view us that way. I'm quite aware that not yes, everybody because does. Because you don't have to stoop as far to reach the ground. Well, I clearly have to stoop very far, but I understand True, you. You have the height of a dragonborn. <laughs> yes. Well, good luck with your meeting. I hope that uh, it relieves some of your nerves, uh, and I will see you very I soon. I don't need luck. I have the dragon queen, but thank you nonetheless. Uh, Crazy will incline ahead and then catch up with Treyarch at the door and follow to the dearest tower. You guys leave. You make your way to Verdia's tower. We cut to Squeeb sprinting <laughs> through the streets. You are banging your hand on the door. Halcyon, the peace and quiet, and that rhythmic beating is interrupted as you hear a Bodian slamming into your door. Halcyon, please let me in. Or I'll huff and I'll puff. <laughs> You did. You did, <laughs> you did not get long enough to attune to the weapon. But how far through the attunement process am I? Uh, let's see. Split up, searching. I'd say you're about halfway through. I will continue to attune to the weapon. I will continue to bang on the door. Please, Halcyon, let me am, in. Am I able to focus <laughs> enough to attune to this weapon while this is happening? Yeah. I'll, I'd, I'd say so. If you've gone to, like, a, a fight or, like, there was a burning building around you, no. But uh, letting somebody inside your house is fine. Um, Helsium will go, hold on, hold on. I will uh, push my bed back. I'll go over to my desk and pull one of the drawers out, uh, which is where Helsium keeps all of his very finely pressed clothes. And I will pull out um, a long sleeve, kind of flowy white shirt, uh, put it on as to cover the my arm, which is halfway through the achievement of this weapon. I will then go to the door, unlock it, and let Squeeb in. It's about time. Yes, I was here the whole time. (laughs) You know I can tell when you're lying. I know, but I was here the whole time, correct? Very well. Come in, yes. Yes, come in. What are you doing? (laughs) I close the door and lock it. Uh, I could ask you the same. I'm first. just you seem... hanging out, bud. We're, we're just being doing what friends uh, uh. do, right? Just hanging out. 
Now, what have you done? Squeeb. I don't know. <laughs> you're not lying. The most so accurate statement ever. You're not lying. So, well, do you want to... Do you want to talk about it? Uh, it I a... would prefer if it went away forever and never came back. So, ignoring your problems works, what right? What is it? <laughs> uh, if the Dragon Queen wills it, then yes. But what is it specifically? A am I an accomplice in any way to your chicanery? Uh, well, I did come straight here. What have you done, Squeeb? <laughs> Where are the others? The others are... I don't know. <laughs> I went home. Case. They're probably out at some wine bar, fall falling under a table, rolling back and forth like they do. So it's no surprise you lost your kids, really. Um, Classic iron tier behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what we all do in all our spare floor. To be, to be honest, Squeeb, it's very, it's very obvious to me that you are the most logical uh, in terms of the tier of ascension up to copper. Um, but, but that's a, that's a separate, that's a separate conversation. What, what, what has happened? I, d I don't know if I should tell you. You can trust me, Squeeb. <laughs> Okay, but you've got to pinky swear. You've got to pinky swear. You will not tell anyone with both hands. Uh, yes. Um, of course, I can keep your... Double pinky square. Power in the pinky city. square. Very well. I will, I will reach out my goblin pinkies. Okay. I swear. Well, I cast a spell. That I have never cast before. Oh, congratulations. It, <laughs> I hear that's quite... That's, that's a, my magic, again, is not of the arcane, as we've talked about, but I, I from what I understand of, uh, of arcane magics and studies, being able to cast a new spell is quite an achievement, is it not? It is, but it, it helps if you understand the spell that you are casting. You see, well, this spell had some side effects that were sort of unseen. Uh, my book tells me of this material called Veil, and it, it, ha it, it sort of appears when you cast a spell of the chronogy kind, and... This spell Can I do created a bit of veil, and then when I finished the spell, the veil stayed. And it says the veil is poisonous and dangerous, and I, I panicked and ran. <laughs> Can I do a um, history check? Like, have I heard of this stuff? The. <laughs> Just so you you know, the veil would require a DC thirty two history check. Jesus! Don't worry about you it. You can do that, surely, Harris. Hey, let me have a look. No, yeah, don't worry about it. What was the intent of the spell? Was it a was it a damage making spell? Because that doesn't sound like bad if it's a combat specific spell. Also, what is veil? Sort of. 
I've never heard this. Well, it's, it's a substance that is only referred to in this book, and it's it's created by time spells. And, well, it created some veil. Uh, t- time magic, you said. You cast a time spell, chronogy. That's correct. I believe that's what I said. I thought I that said. was myth. That's myth. No. No, it's, I have a book full of it right here. What? Can I please have a look at this book? Just, you can hold it. I just need to confirm that this is actually well, a thing that do you, you speak are telling Brodian? me is true. What? Tell me everything you know about time magic. Please let me say this time magic spell. What? It left... Do you, wait, you cast do you a time Bodian? magic spell and it left something behind? I do not speak Bodian, but if you could translate, that would be great. It left a thing behind... It, yes, it left a substance, a material. How many people saw you cast this spell? Nobody. Uh, Zulti did see me run away, but I don't believe anybody saw me cast it. Can I do a little check, just like a history check to see if I remember um, anyone? Without, without a check, the world of cause was frozen. <laughs> The I whole world, as <laughs> to your knowledge, the whole world, as far as the eye could see, <laughs> there is no way anyone saw you cast that spell. Yes. No, nobody, <laughs> there is no way anybody could have seen me cast this spell. But Zulti okay. did see me run away. Oh, okay. Squeeb, that is... I do not know how to... Res- uh, it left a substance behind. Something from out of time and space appeared. Yes. When you cast a spell from this book. This is this is my understanding of it, yes. It, it brought something forth when... The wording was... If if you do the spell incorrectly, or if you fail to do the spell, or if you mess up in any way, it has the potential of bringing the veil into the world. Okay, well, this is an incredibly powerful artifact. Have you by any chance, I mean, I'm sure you have, but potentially we could do it together, tried to identify your book? Oh, God, I don't know why I haven't thought of this before. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. Uh, maybe I should. Uh, and c- yes. Should we do that together? Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need a second before pair we... of eyes for this. Before, oh, we, no. before we do, <laughs> I, I realize that we're going to go and do something here that's quite important and I and I know that you're going to need a lot of focus and I would like to and I look Squeeb dead in the eyes um, and you see the kind of mask of Halcyon's like prim and proper person fall like it, it's, it's kind of imperceptible other than like his eyes soften as he looks at you and you feel like a genuine connection with him in this moment uh, and he goes you are so much more than everyone in the city has led you to believe you are 
possibly the most powerful wizard that has existed. Time magic, a myth, has run through you. And I'm going to give you a bardic inspiration. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And then I'm going to cast this spell with you. All right. With that, you guys go to cast Identify. You both experience the casting of the spell differently. It both just... For you as individuals, it works different, uh, depending on what it is you want. <clears throat> Expecting this Identify spell to work the same way it does for either of you, either Halcyon's printing of information or Squeeb's uh, view of the object being used, you get neither. Instead, popping out, this time with the book closed, is a maybe like a two-inch tall hologram and an image an illusion of another bodian the former owner of this book well seems you have some questions about the book guess i can answer them. if you would like to know more about this book you can find that information at lost cause pod go there maybe i'll tell you about the book maybe uh so follow anything that's at Lost Cause Pod. And also, you should send us a picture of a potato or something similar. Just go to the Lost Cause Pod at gmail.com email. Huh? Okay, that's it for me, at least for now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>